Hi, welcome to Ready to Scale Season 3. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, and operator of multifamily properties. And in this season, we're going to focus on dialogues that drive success. Building real wealth is not a fairy tale nor rocket science, but there's so much to learn. So grab a cup of coffee and join me each week for in-depth conversations with successful real estate investors. Conversations that are designed to help you drive your wealth, investment, knowledge, and lifestyle to the next level. And of course, you can always go to my website, elliperlman.com, to read more about investing passively in multifamily. Welcome to Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman, broadcasting from Providence, Rhode Island. And today we're going to talk about whether we are in a real estate bubble or are we heading towards one? And it's a very good question. It's a question that is on the minds of many, many people, whether they're investing in real estate or not. Whether we are heading towards a bubble is a big, big question because it's probably going to spill over to other aspects of investing. And so let's just start from the beginning. Real estate prices, they have been rising significantly throughout most of COVID era. And I have to say that that was extremely surprising to me. In March of 2020, it seems like the world just stopped and fear was everywhere and there were no deals to be done. You couldn't find many uh, real estate deals Looking back, those who have bought anything back then and were willing to take the risk made a killing and made a good investment because real estate prices just gone up. Multifamily prices when, you know, they have increased in the past 12 to 18 months. Cap rates have been compressed. And everyone is asking, are we headed towards a bubble? And the question is, generally speaking, not necessarily multifamily, but are we headed towards a bubble? And so there are several factors that we see in many bubbles. So we have very low interest rates, you know, and if you combine that with inflations and with housing shortfall, you can get a real estate bubble at some point. And so essentially in the early days of COVID, the interest rates were lowered because, you know, the government was trying to prevent a market collapse. So what also happened is that fewer homes were being built because construction teams, they had to shut down because nobody was willing to take the risk of working with other people and getting infected. There was also mandatory lockdowns in many states. And also people stopped leasing their homes because nobody wanted to have an open house and bring a bunch of potentially COVID carriers into their homes. There was a lot of fear. And so the housing market kind of shrinked overnight. In addition, the interesting thing that happened is that wealthy people, they started spending more money on luxuries, but also on real estate because they couldn't travel anywhere. And a big portion of what they would otherwise spend on lavish and fun vacations, now it's money that they have in their pocket. So they basically invested more and part of it went to real estate. Now, these days, and I'm recording this, it's July of 2021, the pandemic is slowing down. There's some talks about the Delta variant, but 
generally speaking, pandemic is slowing down. Many people got rid of the fear, which I'm not going to talk about how much fear is destructive. That's it's a different podcast altogether. But the pandemic is slowing down. And some of the factors that led to the increase in real estate prices, which is all the things that I've mentioned so far, are starting to fade away. So for instance, you have a lot more construction activity. You have teams that are back in the work and they're building more homes. You have more people selling their homes. There's less fear about bringing people that can infect you know, the sellers because many people are vaccinated. I believe in the US, the vaccination rate is above 60%. I think it's around 64 or 65%. And so the questions are whether... You know, now that interest rates, you know, they're still low, whether we are headed towards a bubble because the real estate prices were high and now the market may cool off. So everything that I've talked about so far was more relevant to a single family home. When it comes to multifamily, you know, basically cap rates have been compressed since I would say June or July of 2020. And they keep being compressed month over month and sometimes within a few weeks, which is pretty insane. And so for those of you who don't know, when cap rates compress, that means that real estate prices are increasing. And everyone believes that this is not sustainable, that the compression is not going to continue forever. At some point, cap rates will go up. And the question is, by how much? Right. And so, but back to our original question, whether we're headed towards a bubble, because if we are in a bubble where multifamily and single family homes are at all time high, then whatever you're buying the assets for, whether it's a single family home or multifamily, at some point, the prices will go down and that will impact your investment. If you made the purchase as an investor, it will impact your cash flow because you may not be able to rent it at the same price that you thought you could. And that's basically the main question. Are we headed towards a bubble? I believe we're not in a bubble and we're not headed towards a bubble. I think there would be a gradual cooling off of single family homes and multifamily homes as well, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's still going to be very competitive in the next 18 to 24 months. And after that, it's going to be a gradual, you know, cooling of of those two markets. And I want to say that, of course, I'm not an investment advisor. This is just my opinion. So as a disclaimer, by training a lawyer, and I'm also a real estate investor and a syndicator. So I buy multifamily properties with investors. I'm not an economist. So this is just my opinion, of course. And regardless of how smart you are, with the exception of Michael Burry, which I respect a lot, you can't really know what's going to happen. Even he cannot really know what's going to happen, even though I think he's one of the fewest people on the planet that may have the closest opinion to predicting what's, what is going to happen. But let's not sidetrack back to our question, whether we are heading towards a bubble. I don't believe that that is the case. And I do believe that multifamily is here to stay. It's going to be very very solid investment. And there are few factors that back basically my point of view. The first one, 
is that most of the tenants are still paying their rents. So the vast majority of tenants are paying their rents. And so if you really want to know what's going on in the multifamily market, if you go to NMHC, they're the national housing of multifamily, and they have a tracker. If you just Google NMHC payment tracker, you're going to see what's the percentage of tenants every month that pay their rents. And so as of May 2021, almost 95% of apartment households made a rent payment. And it's not like before COVID, every month was 100%. It was always anywhere between 90 and 95. So that's an amazing number to see. That is such a powerful data. It's telling us that even though multifamily property values and prices are on the rise, which means that owners need to raise their rents, still 94.6%, almost 95% of apartment households made rent payments in 2021, in May of 2021. This is an amazing piece of data, amazing piece of information to know and to understand just how strong multifamily is, but also that I don't believe we're headed towards a bubble because you can see when there's a bubble coming, then we should have seen a steady decrease in rent payments because at some point it would lead to an enormous amount of multifamily owners that will not be able to make payments to their lenders. And then you're going to see a lot of fire sales and a huge, pretty high rate of you know default on loans. But we do not see that and we don't see it because you have a very high percentage of renters that are paying their rent. The second factor is that rent prices are still going up. And this is something that I keep talking about a lot on my podcast and actually off podcast as well. Rents are going up and it's partially because the single family homes prices, they're going up as well. So fewer tenants can afford buying a house. So they have to rent an apartment. And if you own a, an apartment, then, you know, lucky you, because most likely you can raise rents. When we own and manage apartment buildings, you know, sometimes we raise rents right off the bat before we have a chance to actually renovate the units and we test it out. And then we renovate and push rents even further. And during COVID, I don't want to say most, because I haven't spoken with most apartment owners, but many of them were able to push rents and increase their rents. And it keeps climbing month over month. And every month, I would say since January of 2021, we see an increase in foot traffic, increase in demand. So the higher the demand, the higher the rents that we can basically ask for our units. And so that's another part of the puzzle that rents, not only that tenants are paying most tenants are paying, but rents are going up. So most, we have about 95% of tenants that are paying for higher rents. So as long as the rent price is going to continue to climb, real estate investors should be okay. They should still make a profitable investment. They should still keep getting cash flow from their asset. And that's the second factor why I do not believe we're headed or that we are in a bubble because in a bubble, you have tenants that don't pay rents, you have rent prices that are going down and we don't see that. The third factor is that over leverage is not an option today. 
And that's true for both single-family and multifamily homes. When it comes to multifamily homes, multifamily properties, I can tell you that in today's market, you're for the most part, what you're going to find is 65 to 75% loan-to-value. So the lenders are very sophisticated, and the loan balances we're talking about 50, 100, 200 million dollars, they're not going to take the risk and allow you to over leverage and basically take 90 or, or even 100% of the price and finance all of it. They still demand that you come with 20 to 40% of the purchase price, basically as a big down payment. So that what it does, it lowers the debt payments month over month and it lowers their exposure because you're more likely to make your payments if you have a lower bill to pay by the end of the month. And if you remember 2008, one of the main reasons why the crash happened was that you had a lot of tenants. That's one part of it, that a lot of tenants that shouldn't have gotten the mortgages were approved for very high leveraged mortgages. They were unable to pay them at some point. Of course, the other part was just you know, taking those junk, you know, bonds, quote unquote, and wrapping them up in a nice package with other better bonds and basically selling it to the market. And so that was, of course, the second part of it. You know, this time around, we just don't have it because lenders learned their lesson to some extent, and they're not allowing over leverage. So that's why I don't believe we're in a bubble. I don't believe we're headed towards one. We may see a correction and there's a huge difference between correction and a bubble. In a bubble, when it bursts, you see a lot of, you know, a huge amount of defaults. You see a lot of fire sales and a lot of tenants that are not paying. So a lot of multifamily owners that are unable to pay their bills or pay their, their mortgages. A correction is more likely, and it's not going to be, I don't believe it's going to be a very sharp correction because then it's a bubble bursting, but a correction meaning that I do believe that at some point, real estate prices are going to stabilize. The cap rates are going to increase. It's not going to be an overnight increase from 4% to 6 or 7%. Could be from 4 to 4.5 or from 4 to 4 and 3 quarters, which means that there will be a certain correction of the price. But again, I don't believe we're in a bubble. All the signs of a bubble are not really there. We still have tenants that are paying the rents. We still have increasing rents, and you cannot over leverage. And those factors were not there in the last recession. So that's just my opinion of whether we are headed towards a real estate bubble. And again, I don't think that we are. I think that there might be a chance for a correction and that will happen probably in the next, I would say, 12 to 18 months. It's not going to be overnight. It's going to be very uh, gradual. You always should look at all the signs and read the economic map, read the real estate map, be informed so you can make better decisions. So I hope that today's episode was useful for you guys, that you're leaving this episode a little bit smarter, maybe with a little bit of an open mind of what's happening in the real estate market. I'm always going to be here to share with you what's happening behind the scenes, what I see and what I think it kind of give you, open the door to the kind of the backstage of multifamily syndication. That's it for today. Thank you so much for being with me and for listening. Be bold, be great. Keep moving forward and I'll see you on the next episode.
podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>